I wanted to start off, good morning, with that. But I wanted to um, start off with something I told the teens yesterday, which I thought is it's ap- very apropos for what we're learning in general, and also we'll see how it, it's uh, going to help us with something else. <clears throat> so I asked yesterday in the Minion, I said, um, when it comes to the, the Makos, we started yesterday, down today, Kinam Arav. Unbelievable Nisim in the flows, wonder of wonders. I mean, magic, we, people would call magic tricks, that's what the, the, the Mitzvah were trying to, to put on a show. I mean, this is, you've never seen anything like this before. Right? Most amazing things. What do, we, what do we take from that? Very simple, what do we learn from that? How do we, how do we yeah, if I also saw Dam, Sardei, Kinim, I hope... That they would also show me signs of a Kodesh Baruch or have Munash, you know, Bitochen. But we don't see that. It's almost, uh, it's almost depressing that we don't see any of these things. <clears throat> and then I ask a second question. That we see that a Kodesh Baruch is very mocked by Moshe Rabbeinu taking the, the Mata with him, the staff. Right before he goes back to Mitzrayim, after he starts with, by the snare, he gives him the Shlichus, he tells him you're going to go back, you're going to take the Jews out. The last thing a Kaddish Baruch says, he says to Moshe, but don't forget the, the mata, the staff. Now, you know, this mata has a, has a long hishtalshalus. It came, a Kaddish Baruch gave it to Adam, and then to, went down to Shays, to Noach, to Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, down to Mitzrayim, to Yosef. Then it went into the base Paro, then Yisro took it. The Medrash says Yisro took it back to Midian, and he got kicked out of Mitzrayim. And that's where Moshe finds this staff, the Tzach Hadash, and this is the staff that a Kaddish Baruch says, take. Well, what is this? What is this staff? Kaddish Baruch says, Aaron, take the staff and, and, and hit the water. So you can imagine. Take, what does he do? He takes the staff and he taps the water and the whole thing turns to blood. What, the staff did it? Obviously not. It's clear it's a Kaddish Baruch. Take the staff and spread it to the heavens and Arbe are going to come. That, that's like a joke almost. Take, take some uh, dirt, some ash, and throw it up to the sky and then Shechin comes down from we know that was, uh, that's like a, that's like a joke. Kodesh Baruch, of course, was running the whole thing. So what did you even need this staff? What did you need or any of these actions for at all? So I said to the boys of Marshall, I said to them like this. <clears throat> you, have a, you have a father who works at home. He's a, we said he's a stock trader. He's working on the computer at home all day in his office. And his little kid's around during the day. And he, and he, and he comes and he starts bothering the father and he starts, you know, pestering him and you know, wants something from the father, and the father offers him food, and he offers him this, and then the kid's not budging. You see the kid starts to, like, bang on the, on the table, like the father on the computer. So the kid, so the kid understands, oh, he wants, to, he wants to play Tati. So he props him up on a chair, he gives him some blocks, the kid builds, you know, some kind of, like, computer-looking structure, and the kid's banging, the father's banging, you know, every time the father would make some money on a stock trade, he'd be, he'd be excited, and the kid would say, yeah, and then the father would be like, oh. And he loses a few thousand dollars, and the kid would be like, oh. And it's like this cute thing that the kid is copying his father. can imagine such a thing. As the kid gets older, <clears throat> he still wants to copy his father. He's no longer happy with the blocks anymore. He knows that the blocks is just uh, inanimate. He needs something, you know, he sees the computer has lights, it has, you know, sounds. He wants a little bit more. So his father gets him one of these like kids type laptops, Leapfrog or whatever it may be for those who, who are using these signs of the VTech. 
It has games, it has colors, so the kid has his laptop, the father has the computer, and the kid's playing his, his games, and, you know, he thinks he's the father, he's playing Tati, and it's all cute. <clears throat> kid gets a little bit older, that little laptop thing's not going to do it anymore. Now, he wants, he wants, you know, he's already 13, 14, he wants more of the real thing. And he's pestering his father. So his father gets him, gets him, a, you know, like a real, like a laptop. And he gets him, a, you know, a stock trading game. Real life like, you know, you get a certain account and you have money and you have to buy and you have to sell. And, and the kid's playing it and every time he makes money, he starts to copy. So yeah, and everything when he loses money, uh, you know, he copies his father's mo- movements, sounds. Now the kid's already getting to be 17, 18, 19, 20. The kid knows the game's it's not... It's not going to cut anymore. Tati, I want, I want the real thing. I'm ready. Yeah, I've been copying you for the past, you know, 18 years. From the blocks to the VTech to the laptop to the games. I, wanna, I want the real thing. I could do it now. Father says, you sure? You know, it's, it's not it's serious. It's serious uh, game over here. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not a game. It's serious. It's real life. You could lose your money, you know. Father, kid's like, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. So the father says, okay. So he gets him a real, a real computer, just like his. Sets him up. Gives him an account. And he gives him a certain amount of money. He says, okay, it's all yours. And at first the kid was, uh, was doing pretty well. Making some good trades, making some money. And then he starts to get excited. He starts to get a little bit haughty. You know, look, I could do just like you could do it, Tati. You know? He starts to get a little bit full of himself. And, and the father says, you know what? I, you know, don't get so, don't get so uh, haughty. Don't be such a balgaiva. You know, make sure you're us. You know, make some money. It's good. And, you know, keep it, keep it, keep it down. So the kid, uh, okay, whatever it might be, a few weeks into it, he starts to lose. Lose more money, and lose more money, and lose more money. And the kid's starting to get nervous. It's all of his bar mitzvah money, you know? All of his money that he got from all his gifts that he was going to save. Down 10,000, 8, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And the kid's going out of his mind. He's starting to stress out. He's starting to sweat. He's starting to get really... At home, he's not really taking care of himself. You know, an 18-year-old kid, and now... So the father says to his son, let me tell you something. I want you to see, you see the back of the computer? The kid says, yeah. So you see the, all these wires, you know, the plug that's plugged into the wall. You have all these plugs, different things connected to the Wi-Fi. Oh. The kid says, yeah. His father says, you see that big one, on, on the big gray one? The kid says, yeah. F- follow that wire, see where it goes. So the kid says, okay. So he takes the wire and he sees it, and it goes into the into the wall, but there's a closet, so he's able to go into the closet in the back, he sees the wire, it's not going anywhere else, it's, it's following around the room into another door, opens the door, comes back into the same room he was in, that wire goes right into his father's computer. He says, what? what, are, what are, what's going on? My computer's connected to your computer? His father says, yeah, you think I was going to let you make all these trades by yourself? Every trade you made, it came to me first, and then I decided whether it should be or it shouldn't be. You didn't lose as much as you thought you lost. You didn't lose as much as you lost. And I'm going to take, don't worry, I'm going to take care of you anyway. So the whole time the father's watching over, the whole time the father has the controls over what happens. Who's, who's bet? I don't know how you say this, but who's better off in a certain way? The little kid who's playing with the blocks, where he had, he doesn't think that he's running anything. He's just having fun to be like his father. He's, and he's doing what he has to do and never really stressing out. Or you have the kid who totally stressing out or becoming a Balgaiva and really didn't matter at the end of the day anyway because his father was running the whole show anyway. Right? This is the difference between a Chacham and a Tam. Right? The Tamim is the simplicity, not 
not low level. Uh, I don't want to say you know, but there's certain words we don't say in our house, but uh, not stupid. We're not talking about that. It doesn't mean he's not smart. A, a tom. It means he's simple. He's a, he's a ki'ilu, ki'ilu, a little kid who trusts in his father. Whereas as the kid gets older, he becomes more complicated, more, more sophisticated. He wants to do it himself. He, want, he needs the bigger gadgets. He wants the m- more control. And so he's stressing out. And at the end of the day, anyway, the wire is connected to, to his father's computer. And the Kaddish created the world. Right? He gave us all the, the obligation. We're learning to do hishtadlis. Shabbat Talmud says you have to hishtadlis. So he gave the world a mata, a staff. A staff, staff to, to do stuff with. But how complicated, how sophisticated is that staff? See, by the Ovos, by Moshe, it's very, very simple staff. Yeah, you tap the water, you do the thing that Hashem tells you to do, and poof, the Dam comes, the Tardeya comes, the Kinim come. Right? They needed very low-level Heshtadlis because they believed that it. it was all from a Kaddish Baruch But as time went on, and we distanced ourselves, and we became whatever, we had less clear Munabitachim. So the staff got more sophisticated. It turns into computers, it turns into all of this stuff. Where at the end of the day, it's still connected right to a Kaddish Baruch But we think that we have more control over it. We think we have more control over it. And if we put more energy in, that's why we stress out. Right? <clears throat> so that's what we learn. That's, that's what's going on with, with you know, Baal Samsarim, the Geula. Is we're learning Amun Abitachan. Klaistra is a nation, Moshe Rabbeinu, and Klaistra is learning about Amun Abitachan. And that was a lot that went on during the Midbar. From the Gula to the Mun, which is all about Bitachan and all about Hishtadlis, we'll, we'll get to. <clears throat> We've spoken about. So with that, we, we start. That's, 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 the, uh, that's the understanding, right? And nowadays, of course, we have to use actually sophisticated utensils. But depending on where is your head and your heart, that's always been what we're talking about. Hishtadlis has to be. Hishtadlis has to be with computers, real, actual computers. But where's our head? Where's our heart? Who's really in control? That's the, that's, the, that's the main point here. Who's really in control? If we trust that a Kaddish Baruch is in control, now you're in the world of Bitafen. So with that, so we were discussing here about last week, two weeks ago and last week, about using other people, asking them favors, creating messengers, connecting to messengers of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and how to relate to these people. First of all, when you need something, first we go to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, right? if you Again, if you really, really are working in the Sugi of Bitachim, you need something, that need came from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Where do you go? That's your Ishtadlis. At the same time that you're going to fulfill what you need, remember how Kaddish Baruch is always in the background. Remember, we have the background and then the foreground. Kaddish Baruch is always there. You always have to be working with him because only he can decide who you go to. And when you get there even and you deal with that person or that thing or that idea or whatever it may be, only he decides whether that's going to, whichever way it's going to go. Is it going to work out or it's not going to work out? At this, it's always like that. And therefore, again, the point to be talking is you can always stay calm and reassured that whichever way it goes, it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. So even though your hands and your legs are going to different places, to doctors and to schools and to parnas and to all these things that we do, or shaduchim for those who, you have to go, but the heart can be at ease because it's always with a Kaddish Baruch Because he's always there. So then we said, 
on page 159, that when, what happens when the request that you ask is fulfilled from, a bar, from this, from this shaliyah. So go back to 159. Let's start from here. 159, the second paragraph. If his request is fulfilled by one of the people, whatever it is in life that you're requesting, then he should thank first the Creator, blessed be He, who fulfilled his wishes. We have to get this, we have to, as much as possible, try to get this to be our mode of, op, mode, what is it called? Mode operandi or something? Modus operandi. Modus operandi. Right? They have to get this to be our process of life. That we first recognize a Kaddish Baruch first, we ask him to help us second, we then find a person, while well, it's always with a Kaddish Baruch and then whatever comes out, first thank him. <clears throat> at least in your head, even if you have to thank the person in front of you, but at least in your head, the proper process is a Kaddish Baruch first. He should also thank, for two reasons, the person through whom the favor was done. Now, the shalich is not just, you know, chopped liver. Right? You can tell, them, tell, tell the messenger, yeah, thank you so much for your thing. Take a hike. I didn't really need you anyway, because the Kodesh Baruch anyway ordered you to come. Like, I don't need to, you know, just give me the thing and take a hike. That would be inappropriate. Because, number one, we have to thank him for his good hardness. He also has a level of Bechira, the shalich. Now, if he threw it at you and whatever you asked him to do and he did it in a mean way, it's a different story. Maybe for his good heartness, hearted, how do you say this word? Heartedness? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Maybe for that, he won't get thanked if he, if he was mean about it. But number two, for the fact that the Creator brought his benefits through him. So, so, however you got the thing that you got, HaKadosh Baruch sent this person. So if it was a good thing and he fulfilled your request, even if it was a jerk, even if he was a jerk, proper bitachon would be, you have to look past that, see that a Kaddish Baruch who sent him, specifically him, I don't know why this guy was sent, but Lamaisi he was. If you really believe in a Kaddish Baruch and you really believe he's the Meshaleach, the ultimate sender of all messengers, if you believe that, which I hope we do, then even this person who you really don't like, or he did not nice things, which could be true, he still was the one who was chosen by Kaddish Baruch that doesn't mean you have to be his best friend. And he's not going to get thanked for his good heartedness. But at this something, there's a recognition there. I don't know how you do that, Lamaisa, and every situation is going to be different. But we have to make sure that our heads are straight. Because yeah, it's not him, it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but... Listen, even, even Haman, even, uh, you could even say some nice things here and there. Because Haman, because of him... Klaishel did a, a massive national tshuva. I mean, he tried to kill us, and that's what caused us to do the tshuva. But because of that, you know, he had grandkids that lived in, uh, in Bnei Brak. Gemara says, so we don't understand how Kaddish Baruch works. We have to just live in his world. But if we have our head straight and it's really on with Bitachem, we will see things differently. And therefore we should react, hopefully, differently. And even if you can't actually thank that person, because sometimes it, I'm sure it's very difficult, at least be mindful of the fact that Kaddish Baruch sent him, and I should thank him, but I can't. Okay, I can't right now. But at least have the emes, right? Just because you can't do something doesn't mean don't believe in the emes of it. Does that make sense? Although the person is merely carrying out God's decree, 
he is to be thanked for two reasons. First, to show appreciation for the person's goodwill, which again, maybe, maybe not goodwill. And second, because he deserved the credit for, for the merit of being the intermediary that God used in order to give him that, the good. For, I'll, give you, I'll give you here, I'll make it easier. Let's say you have a guy, I don't, I don't know the situation right now. Whatever. A, a guy helps you out and he's a really, he rubs it in. Whatever, maybe let's say you need to borrow money. And the guy mocks you, makes fun of you. He eventually gives you the money, but he makes you work for it. Okay? So now, he's not getting thanks for his good hardness. But maybe, just maybe, I don't want to say think like this, but just to make it easier, maybe, just maybe, we, we know and we learned that sometimes a Kaddish Baruch Hu does good things for Hashem in this world. He does. Why? We don't know. That's the first answer. We don't know. We just trust. But one of the reasons might be is because either he did some kind of his great-great-grandmother davens for him, maybe he did one mitzvah in his life, Maybe Kaddish Baruch wants to pay him up in this world, the schar, and therefore he doesn't have to get anything in the next world. So it could be, could be, just make it a little bit easier to digest if you've ever dealt with such a person, that when somebody helps you out and you have to thank them, that's according him a certain honor, right? You're honoring the person. A Kaddish Baruch decides who gets honored, and one of the ways is he sends messengers to do good deeds, and then people honor them. At dinners or in smaller ways. Maybe this person did some kind of mitzvah. Really, he's a Russia. And he did some kind of mitzvah. And a Kodesh Baruch wants to give him a little bit of uh, a little bit of schar in this world. And so he doesn't have to give him the rest of the world. <laughs> I guess there's, everybody's got their own situations here. So it could be that, therefore, Kodesh Baruch set it up, that you're the one, he chose you, because obviously you're a big person, to be able to honor this Russia, give the Russia his merit, his schar in this world, and then whatever happens to that person later happens to that person. Just think about that. I want to just give a larger picture that it, you don't know what can be. But I want to make that a possibility. So you could be the one who's really helping so many other people in Kalei Yisrael because you're honoring this person and therefore... Now, Kodesh Baruch could take care of him the way he wants to take care of him. But he needed to, he needed to give him that honor first. If that helps. Sometimes people Maybe deal it's with... the opposite. Maybe you just have to reduce your ego in front of someone. That could be also. That could be also. So it's very, it's very, very sticky. Right? Maybe you have a big ego. But I'm saying, let's say there is a person who's, who's a bona fide Russia. Or to you, he's... Again, that's personal work that each person has to do on their own. Could you just say, hey, he's a good pipe. That, yeah, but I'm, we're talking about a case where that's how it should be, but what happens if a guy is, is not a good pipe? No, what happens if he's a really he's not, he's not spiky, a uh, you know, friction pipe? I mean, well, what about him as a good pipe? He, he, yeah, he gave you the thing. Yeah. That's a, it's a, he's a pipe. Yeah. A good pipe? Not a good pipe. Yeah. Again, who are we to judge? We also want to be down the castle. So again, I'm just giving it for in case there is a person who has to deal with one of these people, which... I know there are these situations that go on, and it would be hard to live by what the Chavos Vavos is saying, so I'm trying to give a little bit more of a, of a background to perhaps help. Okay. <clears throat> Again, first, to show appreciation for the person's goodwill, and second, because he deserves the credit for, being the merit, credit for the merit of being the intermediary that God used in order to give him that good, the good. And if you don't give him, and, I'll, and to finish off, if you don't give him that covet, so maybe he will continue to get covered all, he will continue to be 
honored by other people. So Kaddish Baruch wanted you to give it to him, and you didn't give it to him. So now he's going to still get. So I mean, you're shooting yourself in the foot, basically, by not affording this person, according this person, uh, honor. Okay. What does it mean that he had the merit of being God's intermediary to answer the person's request? Says Chavos for it is well known that, generally speaking, the Creator does not cause good to come to other people except through the righteous. And only rarely does He cause loss through them. The author quotes both Gemara and, and Apostolic as a proof for this principle. like this. Right? Why did the halacha come out from Pino Slavchad? Why did the, the halacha come out from, I think it was a Lazar? A Lazar, yeah, I think, in Bad Hagalas Kalim. Because they were, it was this chus for them. As our sages of blessed memory said, merit is brought about by means of a person who is meritorious. And liability is brought about by means of a person who is liable. Similarly, it says in Mishle, no wrong shall be caused for the righteous. Page 160, he says, the simple meaning of the verse is that no wrong will happen to the righteous. However, it is understood here to mean that no wrong shall be caused by the righteous. Since good only comes through the righteous, it makes sense for the recipient to thank his benefactor because it is only due to his righteousness that he was deserving of being his benefactor. And that's one way, maybe his righteousness. Maybe it wasn't his righteousness, maybe he was just chosen in order from some other reason. Until now, we, we discussed what happens if the person ends up completing his request. The author now discusses the proper approach in a case where his request was not fulfilled. It's always nice when you go to a shaliyah of Hashem and, and, and you get what you want. But what happens like the eight million times that we don't get what we want? Any social situation, from a kid to a spouse to a coworker to someone in shul to, someone, to a friend to a relative, anybody you're asking something from, clean up the toys. That's also a request, no? You're asking your kids to clean up the toys. You're asking a person for a loan. You're asking a person for help. You're asking a person to move his car out of the way or stop parking in certain places. These are requests that we ask. V'im lo yishlam lo ayadeyem al ya'ashimem v'al yisla bahem kitsur ach yode leilokim asher boche lo atov bazeh v'ishabchem kefi sheyeda mehishtal you ready for some very difficult uh, avodas here? Bitochen's all nice, but it also demands of a person high levels. Bitochen in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, if you really trust in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is the one who runs everything. There is nobody else who has a say, yes or no. Only a Kaddish Baruch Hu says yes or no. He creates the messengers, he creates the fulfillment. He creates the non-fulfillment. If his request was not fulfilled by the people he turned to, he should not blame them. This gets very difficult. Nor should he blame it on the lack of effort on their part. Oof. How many times have you asked somebody to do something and you think they did not put the effort in? It didn't go. And you're like, well, you didn't put the effort in. If you would have put more effort in, it would have gone. I'm just reading you straight. If his request was not fulfilled by the people he turned to, he should not blame them, nor should he blame it on the lack of effort on their part. 
Instead, if that wasn't hard enough, he should thank God who chose to withhold his request from him for his own good. If you truly have bitachon, if you truly, truly trust that everything that Kaddish Baruch Hu does is for your best, and only he knows what's for your best more than you know, then even if you ask somebody to do something which is a simple task or something big or whatever it is, and this person does not do it, not only do you have to stay calm, right? You can't blame them. You have to stay calm, stay in control. You have to thank, not them, to thank a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that he didn't give you something that wasn't, that wasn't good for you. Everything in your logical mind will go against this. What do you mean? If the guy would have put more effort in, then it would have gone, and it's exact, it would have been exactly the way I wanted it to go. Every single ounce of a person's mind, if he's not downloaded this properly, will go against us. There's, there's no question. This is very high level. And whereas, I don't know how other people teach this, they probably just like gloss over it. We're going to sit on this. We're going to sit on it. They have to. This can change a person's life. Not to get what he wants, but to create a different inner world. We're, we're, we're denied requests all the time. From our kids. So there's, there's questions. There's questions. But let's get, this, let's get this straight. I'm just reading this straight. And I'm not done yet. And he should praise the people of whom he made the request. You didn't get what you wanted. You think in your logical mind, okay, we're in the logical mind, that he didn't put in an effort. And you have to praise the person whom to, that didn't fulfill your request based on his knowledge of their efforts, whatever efforts they did put in, that they invested to fulfill his request. You should praise them for whatever effort they did put in. Ah, they didn't put in enough what you thought. And now you lost money. Now it didn't go your way. Now someone got hurt. Now, the... And he should praise the people of whom he made the request based on his knowledge of their efforts. Now if they did nothing, we're not talking about that. You don't have to praise them. Some other person who Epis tried something. That they invested to fulfill his request even though it did not materialize according to his wishes or the wishes of the people who wanted to help him. So you're a little bit, you can... The person wanted to help you a little bit. He did put a little bit of effort in. That's, that's who we're talking about. But you might think it wasn't enough effort. Yeah? Yeah. Classic question, yeah? And what happens? They throw one or two things in and then... They didn't do it. Great job. You're the best. So what do you do? A simple question, simple like that. But these questions are also at work... These, any types of questions like this. What do you do with this? He's thanking Hashem all day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should. He didn't do his job. Thank you, Hashem. Appreciate it. Or I'll say even more. I'll say even more. I, 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 I forgot. This morning I wrote it down. So then you go to the kid. Let's just follow David's uh, his, his story here. You go to the kid and you say, listen, you didn't, you didn't clean up the den. Even I, put two, I put two things in. You say to the kid, but I actually cleaned the whole den. There's a hundred toys that you put two in. The kid says, you can't blame me. I'm just a shidduch Hashem. You can't blame me. Kaddish Baruch Hu sent me and I did exactly what Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted. Where's your bitachon, Tati? Did you imagine a chutzpah? So what, would the, what could the father say back? 
father says, you're right. You're right. You're, your father says, you're right. You're Shalich Hashem. And Kodesh so only wanted two no, things. So but so am I. And you're punished. Out of anger? No. Out of... Education. Education. You're punished. So what we're speaking about over here, and we have to continue getting this in our head again and again, and it's hard, is we're speaking about the trust, setting ourselves with our head properly, and then our heart. Right? A parent who asked the kid a hundred times, he only put two toys in, this is where the parents lose the handle. This is where the parents get very angry and upset and frustrated, and who knows where it can go. What we're saying here is, that's not appropriate. That's not, to punish the child, to educate him, to discipline, give him musr, sure, why not? But from where? Not from an angry place, which means gaiva, selfishness, from amashlich Hashem also. And I'm here to educate you. And therefore you didn't do what you have to, you have to learn that there are certain things. And I don't ask crazy things where I tell a parent who's normal. A, person who, a parent who could be level-headed. I have to train you. You have to clean up after you play with a toy. That's what you do. Clean up. And you didn't do it. You're in your room for the next 20 minutes. I love you. But that's it. That's how I'm going to teach you. Shouldn't you also take ownership? Not an example of the children. If you, if you ask someone to do something for you, should you take ownership of the fact that you actually chose this person, you know, but you actually chose this person to, to fulfill your request. So, in, in essence... You were, you were part of the process if he didn't or she didn't succeed. You know, you did select them to, to undertake this task for you, this request for you, so... Yeah, this, get, this gets very, this gets very uh, subtle in terms of a person's own avodas Hashem. You can tell the kid, you know, sometimes a parent, and I'm, I'm a parent, I deal with this all the time, you say to the kid, clean up the toys already. And you're just like, you like walk through the room. Now, although we would love for the kids just to pick up the toys, once in a while... If I think about it, if I want to educate my children, if that's my true intent, right? Some parents just want the room clean. So they don't care how it gets clean. They'll, just, you know, they'll make the, the kids carbonos. But if I'm trying to educate my child and I love my child, what's the best way to teach a child? Just give me an example. Smack them. You have that mahalach. But let's say the second best way. You lead by example. You lead by example. You know how many times I've gone over to the toys? I sat down. And I put a, a few toys in. The kids start helping, and then I get up and I walk away, and they just continue. You know how many times I've sat down, put a few toys in, and this kid start. I walk away, and then they stop. And that also, just maybe smack you know, the kid. He'll know what to do. I, I would, but you can just take away the toys and say, you, know, you don't get to play these. Again, there's play. different ways of educating, but yeah, my point is that, like you're saying, is that you you were part of this process, based on this person you chose, or how you go about. We're, we're, we think we're kings. In life, every person thinks he's a king. He just says he could say something like a king and like it gets done. That's not how it goes. Sometimes you have to be more invested. Yeah, it takes your time and your focus and your energy and you don't want to because why don't you want to? Because you're lazy or you're about kin or you're about taiva or you're about, about covet or about gaiva. That's the reason why we don't want to do it. So anyway, it's coming from... It depends. Of course, love davka. It depends the situation. It depends the situation. But a lot of times, you, you were talking. You didn't hear where we were going over here. But if a person would be true and honest and, and think about his motivations, he's not as holy as he thinks he is. A lot of times that we think we're running to work, we think we're... Do, and therefore we have a right. 
well, I'm working for you to buy those toys. You better clean those toys up. So we think that we have a right where we don't really have a right. We're not being My honest with ourselves. Says every time that, that you know, she needs me to do something, it's always shul time or, you know, you got to go Dava Mincha or Marev or whatever. <laughs> it's like, so we're like, no, but we're religious and that's what yeah. God wants. So I have to go. Don't you care what God wants? Eh, it's not so pushed. Everybody, everybody, men for sure, are born Balagaiva. This is, and if you don't, and if you don't think you are, you're the biggest Balagaiva. <laughs> so careful what you think about yourself. It's, it's, this is how Kodesh Baruch built it. Pinimis Torah. That's how it goes. You built as a Balagaiva. The whole tikkun of Adam is, is to fight against that. We're very quick. I just saw a line. I just saw a line. Whatever you think first, it's probably not right. Like it, when you're talking about like your own, uh, I, he said a good line about like your own motivations. The, your first thought about your own inner motivations is probably not right. Think about it again. 100% Amos. Because the first thought is going to be Yetzirah. Your Yetzirah is much quicker than the Yetzirah Tov. Much quicker. So the first, your first thought about what your inner motivation is, take a step back, breathe for a second. Why, do I, why am I really getting upset at these kids? Why am I really getting upset at this person? Why am I really? It's usually because I'm not getting what I want. If that's the reason, you're a Bagaiva. You're so holy, really, that you're perfect, that you're only... Your every single move is exactly what a Kaddish Baruch wants, and therefore when they don't do it, you're getting angry for God. Like what are you, Pinchas? That, that, that you're such a Kanoi for a Kaddish Baruch Probably not. There's exceptions. But when it comes to Bitachon first, and a Kaddish Baruch first, and it's always because of Him, a lot of our inner stuff can be calmed down. That doesn't mean we don't educate them. But how do we go about it? And they can go to their room and things can be taken away from them. Why not? If that's part of the educational process. We would save a lot of fights, I think. A lot of inner turmoil and a lot of fights. <clears throat> and it doesn't mean, I remember we discussed this a long time ago. It doesn't mean you can't fire a person. Guy makes a big mistake or he's making a lot of mistakes at work. So the guy says, whoa, whoa, whoa this is what God wants. Listen, don't be upset, you know. Yeah, so I lost a million dollars to the company, but, but hey, you're working on Bitochen, boss. Don't you know that's God doing it, not me? The guy says, yeah, I know it's God, but God clearly doesn't want you to be working for me anymore. This doesn't mean you can't do hishtadlis. We're talking about the Bitochen is referring directly to your head, where's your head at, and where's your heart at. Get that first, then do hishtadlis. We usually do hishtadlis first, and then we think about it and regret what we did afterwards. Right? But if we get the head shape that this is the Boreolum and he's doing it for the best, <sighs> calm, now make a decision. You got to fire the guy? So fire the guy. You got to discipline the kids? So discipline the kids. The kid, the kid smashes up the car. Maybe he doesn't get to drive it again. Not because I don't believe God wanted that he wanted the car to get smashed up but that doesn't mean I just give my car again and again and again maybe he has to prove himself first that he could drive properly I don't know again we have to get clear there's bitachon and then there's hishtadas they're two things they're different but they work together and hishtadas can only be after you have emunah the small staff means and the big miracles that we start off with is that the, the big miracles is, is when Moshe Rabbeinu has big bitachon big emunah and he knows he only has to do a little bit of avoda. 
And what happens when Moshe Rabbeinu, on his Madrigan, we're not even anything to Moshe Rabbeinu, he, he thought, as the Shlich Hashem, he should push hard. He hits a rock. And he gets in big trouble. He pushed hard. Hey, Shliach, Mr. Rock. God says, give it the water. Give it the water. Boom, boom. You just lost Eretz Yisrael. That's what happens when we don't see a Shliach. The Shliach said, no, I'm not doing it for you. The Rock said, I'm not doing it for you. The kids, I'm not doing it for you. So you beat the kid, you lose Eretz Yisrael. Is that what happened? Not happened. Moshe Rabbeinu, who comes back? The army comes back. Right? Benos Moav made a lot of Jews sin. A lot of Jews died. 24,000 Jews died. It's a lot of Jews. Go kill Moav. Go destroy them. Was it Moav? Midian? I think it was Moav. So they come back and, and the army's back. They triumph. They kill all the men and they bring back all the women. And Moshe comes in and says, you let the women who made the men sin, you're letting them vayiktsof. He gets very angry. So he's yelling at them. What's wrong with you people? These are the ladies that made them sin and everybody died. Your, your cousins and your relatives died because of these women. Why are they alive? He's getting angry. He's yelling. What happens? He forgot halachas. He forgot halachas. He got punished. Because when you get angry, you forget. Moshe went in his madrig. The Rambam writes, I think it's Hilchas Deus, Parak Beis. He says, you never can get angry. You're never allowed to get angry. If we be at the highest level of Bitochen, if, you'd never get angry. If we're human beings, we will get angry sometimes. Ah, but he says, what about, what about the kids? He says, to educate, you could fake it. Mm-hmm. Put on a show, put on drama. What do you, the whole world loves entertainment. So put on entertainment. The whole Hollywood is based on, in the inside, there's some loser. And on the outside, they're like showing off, amazing. Everybody's like paying millions of dollars to them. So why can't you do that also? On the inside, be calm as a cucumber. Sorry. Cool, cool as a cucumber. What's calm? Calm as nothing. We'll make one up. Calm as a Balbi Calm as a Balbi In the inside, be calm as a Balbi because you're connected your heads with the Kaddish Baruch, your hearts with the Kaddish Baruch. But you have to discipline the kid. He didn't put the, the toys away. So if you say, oh, Shefla, I'm so, it's, you should go to your room now for the next 20 minutes because you didn't listen to me. So some kids might listen to that and other kids are not going to listen to that. So you have to, a little bit more. But never that your Debor, your ang- your Angry style debor is coming from your heart. The heat from your debor shouldn't be coming off your heart. You know, like a car, like the heat comes from like the engine. Is that true? Or my kids. Is that true? By the way. Okay, that's right. Why no. Do you, why do you praise them? So praise them for their efforts. Now we're talking about a person here who did do some. He did. He did do some ishtadlis, and it seems to be who wanted to help him. I mean, the messenger wanted to help, and he did a little bit. But let me say he was lazy. You have to still, you have to still get, oh, you're saying Mitzad hit that person? Meaning why? No, I, I don't know. You're saying if he didn't do what he's supposed to do, then he's not considered a messenger? I don't know. Let's think about it more. I was in high school in England. I don't know if the grading system still works. You got a letter grade and you got a number grade. You got A, B, C, D, E, F for effort. And then you got the actual results. So they, it, was, it was actually very clever. Oh, that is because clever. a person could work hard but not be Matsliya. Right. So they say, you know, the report card would say, you know, Harry worked hard but you suck. And so, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you, you couldn't get, you know. So like, I see some inner uh, work over here. No, we'll no, talk no, about this afterwards. It's, yeah. it's, it's okay, really. And, and, but, but it, 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 it's In England? 
in England. I went yeah. to boarding school and high, high school in England. Wow, that's and a great I, idea. It's, it's, a, it's very clever. Of course, I just the effort that a person put in. Right. And the Iker, and the Iker by us, between us and Kaddish Baruch Hu, is only the effort. Is only the effort. The grade, he gives the grade almost arbitrarily. The effort is our Heshtadlis. Okay, so let me ask you a question. I send the kid to school. Let's be in the real world. This is all good. I love it. It's, it's good to shape the mind. You know, you mm-hmm. mold the person. Yeah. <laughs> now the kid comes home and the kid says to the father, he's private school, 10th grade, uh, even 10th grade, I was going to say, 10 years old. Well, I did the best I could. I'm sorry I flunked. That, that's what God wanted. What time are we leaving for Florida, Dad? We're not going to Florida. I just want to know the, in other words, can you accept that? Or isn't the, the normal reaction? I may not smack the kid on that, but I may give him a, a little dressing down saying, you know, son, instead of running to the, the movies with your friend, which you don't need, it's Pashnik, why don't you just sit and you would have studied your chemistry course a little bit more. You would have aced it. Wouldn't that be the normal reaction? We're not saying not. Or would you believe, well, I guess God didn't want you to No, 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 no. If the kid, if the kid, there's, you have to know each kid is different. If he's, yeah. diff, if he's not good in education, that's one thing. But let's say he's good in education, he's just clearly nonchalant. Why is he, why is he nonchalant? Is he spoiled? Is he, did, did, I don't know. Well, everything, you have to, you have to, you have to, def, you have to analyze. A lot of children are spoiled. And who spoils them? Yeah, by the way... Their parents. And there are kids who are nonchalant and they ace the exam. Thank HaKadosh Baruch for that. But the second it is harder, right? Everybody's like, no, I want the easy kid. HaKadosh Baruch says, no, no, no. Your tachas in this world for your avodas Hashem, for your inner growth, is to spend time with this kid and educate him calmly. Yeah, it's going to take time, but that's why you're here. The person thinks, no, 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 but I got to get to work. I got to make the money. HaKadosh Baruch says, whoa, 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 relax. I make the money here. You do what I tell you to do. See, whatever we tell the kids, the Kaddish Baruch says to us. Kaddish Baruch says, where are you running? You have a job in this world. And yes, some of it's Parnassa, some of it's children, some of it's Shalom Bayez. Sometimes you have to take off time from one to give to the other. If you have your head on straight, if you believe you're a messenger of a Kaddish Baruch and everything a Kaddish Baruch does is for your best, and it could be spending six hours working on one plus one with a kid, if that's what it is, then so be that's what my life is. I'm, I surrender to Baruch Whatever you want, that's what I'm going to do. Something that Rabbi taught on his parenting series, the first tape series that came out from us 25 years ago. And he said that a parent has to remember all, at all times that that kid is their jackpot. With any, each, each and every one of your children, you won the jackpot. And, and if a Kodesh Bobo gave you that child, there was no parent in this world currently, previously, or in the future that could handle that child as well as you can, or that could educate that child as well as you can. It's, I, I it's, manage to forget that every day, but It's still. true. I would tweak that a little bit. I would tweak it a little bit. Because what happens when, the, when, you're, when you're trying your best, let's say, and the kid's objective is not a jackpot. This is, it's, you have to say, it's, well, say it a little bit of a different way. According to Shabbat Dhamma, say it a little bit of a different way. The matching up of the neshama. That's true. But it could be the kid goes off, very far off, and you're the only one who can love him like a Yitzhak to an Asif. Yeah. So he's your, I don't know, he's your, uh, he's your vote as Hashem. He's your, peace. All right, Mitchell, we'll continue next week.